0: Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher.
1: Saul, we were hearing yesterday, was travelling on the road to Damascus, a very familiar story Colin told in Acts chapter 9. And he was confronted by that bright light. He fell to his face and Jesus spoke to him who are you persecuting? He said, you're persecuting me. And you were explaining that uh, he was blind for three days because he had to be shown he was spiritually blind. And then enter this amazing man, Ananias.
0: Yes, I love Ananias. I think we all probably have a soft spot for him. What a guy. (laughs) It says in verse 10, there was a disciple in Damascus called Ananias. Now, we don't know much about Ananias at all. It says later in the Acts that he was greatly respected uh in the church there in damascus apart from that we know nothing about him um, but obviously god knew that he was trustworthy uh, because the lord spoke to him in a vision ananias yes lord he answered now you know you can imagine here's ananias praying and he has a vision of jesus wow wonderful great uh, ananias yes lord He's ready for just about anything. Oh, wow, this is so great. This is so tremendous. The Lord told him, you are to go to the house of Judas on Straight Street and ask for Saul of Tarsus, who is praying there. In a vision he has seen a man called Ananias coming to lay hands on him to restore his sight. Now, I mean, you know, the equivalent of this is to receive a vision and, and you know, God saying to you, um, uh, i want you to go and uh, to saddam hussein or somebody of that nature and pray with him because he's my chosen vessel i mean this this uh, saul was the arch persecutor of the church absolutely hated christians and ananias knew that he would come to Damascus to persecute the church so you can understand Annas's reaction Ananias answered Lord I've heard many reports of this man how he has done much harm to your saints in Jerusalem and now he has come here with authority from the chief priest to arrest all those who call on your name but the Lord said to Ananias go <laughs> You know, when God tells you to do something, there's no argument. There's no debate. There's no discussion. There's, there's, um, you go because he is the Lord. You obey. So there's not going to be any room for maneuver here for Ananias. And, of course, God chose Ananias because he knew he would go. So he says to him, Go, I have chosen this man to be my instrument in bringing the truth about me to the non-Jewish people and their rulers, as well as to the people of Israel. And I will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. Now, uh, I think this man, Ananias, was such an amazing man of faith. But then God chose him because he knew that. He knew that he would be obedient. He knew that he would go. So we read in verse 17, so Ananias went to the house. On entering, he placed his hands on Saul saying, brother Saul, now let's just stop there. That is amazing. You can imagine him coming into Saul's presence He now he knows what God has said to him about Saul. So therefore he accepts Saul as his Christian brother, simply on the basis of what Jesus had said. There's no recriminations for his persecution. There appears to be no fear. He is just reaching out with the love of God. Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here has sent me to restore your sight so that you may be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately it was as if scales fell from Saul's eyes and he could see again. He was then baptized. Now that's what we saw with the eunuch. As soon as he believed, he was baptized and soon regained his strength once he had eaten. So here we see this amazing transformation. Paul had been blind for three days. What had God done in his heart during that time? Well, one thing is absolutely certain, he had repented and he had become a believer in jesus
1: he'd also had a vision himself he knew ananias was coming didn't he
0: god god had told him that ananias was coming but you see the important thing is what had happened inside Saul before ananias arrived three days uh, of prayer and fasting during which time saul's whole perception of jesus and of everything Christian was completely turned upside down, completely transformed.
1: Do you think it was revealed to him in that vision before Ananias even arrived of what God wanted him to do, what his destiny was to be?
0: Well, um, God said to Ananias that he had chosen him to um, bring the truth to non-Jews as well as to Jews and that he was going to suffer for, his, his, um, for the sake of the name of Jesus. Um, and I think Saul certainly, I mean, he might not have known the details, but he certainly knew that God was calling him to such a ministry. Now, why did God choose such a man who was the arch persecutor of the church? I think because he perceived that Saul was a man of fire, of dedication, devotion. He would not be put off by opposition. He was absolutely determined. But the trouble is that before his conversion, he used all those giftings in completely the wrong way to oppose the truth instead of in the cause of the truth but what god perceived is i've only got to change that man's heart and then all those qualities will be put to the use of my kingdom instead of opposing me Um, paul was a very humble man And the scripture says that God raises up the humble, pulls down the proud. Now, he was a humble man because he had been so proud in the days when he persecuted the church. Those three days of darkness completely humbled him. Humbled him before God, humbled him before Jesus, humbled him before Ananias. You see, the glorious wisdom of God is the very people that he had been persecuting and that he was coming to Damascus to imprison and perhaps even kill. He was now dependent upon one of them for his healing and to receive the gift of the Spirit. So, uh, this is just like God. You were persecuting him, now you're dependent upon them. All this was like a, a breaking, a breaking down of the proud soul of Tarsus, preparing the way for the emerging of Paul the Apostle. Of course, he would have to spend three years in Jesus' personal Bible school before he became an apostle. But the basic heart work was done during those three days it's
1: amazing that he started to preach immediately i mean it must have been an enormous challenge for the believers having gone through what they'd gone through
0: yes but you see um this was common i mean as soon as people were saved they were expected to go out and witness but with his reputation so so Saul, saul did likewise uh in in the revival in south america Uh, I can remember the first time I went there I was surprised that what what they did is people came to the Lord right, uh, in the meeting now they weren't allowed to go to bed until they had gone and led somebody else to the Lord on the day that they were saved themselves this was impressed upon them right now Um, you are full of the Lord Jesus you go and tell somebody else and of course people that have just met with Jesus they're absolutely full of fire enthusiasm and and so was Saul. You see, all that enthusiasm which had been wrongly used could now be rightly used. So it says that Saul spent several days with the Damascus with the disciples in Damascus preaching in the synagogues that Jesus is the Son of God. He was going to those synagogues to persecute them. Now he's preaching in those synagogues, trying to convince all the Jews that are there that Jesus is really the Messiah. Uh, Everyone who heard him was amazed and queried, Isn't this the man who has caused such destruction among the believers in Jesus in Jerusalem? Did he not come here to take his followers uh, to the chief priests as prisoners? Yet Saul's preaching increased in power, and to the Jews of Damascus he proved to their consternation that Jesus is the Christ. What happens? He now gets persecuted. After some time, the Jewish leaders decided to kill Saul, but he learned of their plans. They kept a close watch on the city gates both day and night in order to murder him. So one night, some fellow believers lowered him in a basket through an opening in the city wall. So the arch-persecutor of the church becomes a believer and now becomes the persecuted.